I had like two fights in the UFC, maybe, yeah. maybe three. No one's give a fuck. Yeah. Even today, no one. Like, let's keep it real. No one give a fuck about anything. No. You're cool on Saturday night. Monday comes by, people forget. Who are you? Yeah. Yeah. So you just got to keep on plugging away, keep doing it, you know, keep repeating it, and eventually you get lucky on Saturday night. Hey guys, we got an exciting day today. Um, I hope you guys are UFC fans. I hope you like the MMA. Uh, I hope you like getting your ass kicked because today we got a guy here that can kick your ass. Believe you me, he's one badass guy. Cheeto, thanks for coming today, brother. Thank you guys for having me. Man, Excited to be here. Man, aren't you, uh, how about you uh, over there, Adam? You excited to have Cheeto here today? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, good buddy of mine just from around work. Family man, guy's got kids, got a lovely wife that he appreciates. Beautiful. Just Beautiful a great story. guy. Yeah. Um, Cheeto has uh, been, uh, how long have you been fighting now? I mean, I'm talking about since you were thinking about it as a little one. I've been, like, I've been fighting professionally 12 years. And you're 29, right? I'm 29. My first pro fight was at 17. Oh, wow. So, you know, close to 13, I'm going to be 30 this year, and I just love it. I've been getting on fist fights since I can remember. Like, <laughs> I'm not even, you, you can tell when, when a kid is, you know, violent or, you know, have bad energy. I was using it for fun. It was cool to me to get in a fight. And of course, you get mad, you get mean in there, but to me, it was like a, I was looking for the adrenaline. I was looking for, for the, oh, fuck, what I'm doing this, and then... It's too late, you gotta do it. Like, you right. know, get on a fight on the school, then tell the guy, like, hey, see you in the park at 3.30. If you're not there in, on time, you bitched out, right? Right, so totally. I was the type of guy that I was 15 minutes before there. Nice. Just ready to go. And I make sure I have two guys with me always, just in case. Oh, yeah, because you don't know what they're gonna be showing with. Yeah. They might be showing with a lot of power. Right, and I don't like to show with a lot of friends because them, I Intimidate. feel like I was, I was getting help. But I make sure I bring two soldiers just in case. That's that's smart. Now, your last fight in San Diego. Um, tell me a little bit about that fight and what you know. That is that the biggest fight that you've had? Yeah, it was the biggest fight because it was my second main event, which I feel my first main event is gonna be the special one forever, sure. just because it's the first one in the UFC. And my, but my second one was live on an arena with a full crowd, sold out. And, you know, in the UFC, when you're the main event and, you know, before COVID, everything's in an in a, in arena, you get the microphone to talk on the weighing day to say your last words the day before the fight. So nice. that was the first time I have the full on party. I have the weighings with public. I'm the main event. They did a little interview. And the next day, I'm in a pack arena fighting the local guys. So that was, that was huge for me. It's the Cinderella story, man. I'm here. I've made it. I made it. And right. Not once, but this is my second main event in a row. And it's just close from home, San Diego. I'm fighting the local guy. But at the end of the day, I'm in Orange County. So the crowd was there for me, too. And it was huge. It was great. And it was a former champion in front of me. So... If you get to do something like I did to him, you're getting close to a title shot. Well, you are getting close to that, aren't you? I mean, you're right down the street from that. I really believe 
on two weeks we have a perfect picture of what's going to happen, like who I'm going to be fighting and when, because you have a title fight and number one contender guy fighting. So we'll see what happens in two weeks. What do you think? What's your, or what, uh, what do you hope happens? My main hope is fight for the belt next. Doesn't matter who, doesn't matter when, just a straight up title shot. But it, it all depends on how those fights are being played out. Sure. I can easily be fighting for number one contender, which doesn't matter. It's a fight away from the belt. So That's I'm just one that, step. I'm right. still on that path. So I'm not really tripping on what's going to happen. I know for a matter of fact, my next fight is either for the belt or fighting for the chance to be fighting for the belt. So oh, that's awesome. either one is going to be huge. Now, Cheeto's a bantamweight fighter. And you're, what's the ranking right now? Are you five right Number now? Number five, yeah. Number five. But that could change a lot in the next couple of weeks, right? Yeah. Even without you fighting, you can still step up. It's just depending who fights, who wins, who loses, and how they win, how they lose. It, anything can happen. And the, the thing with MMA, you can be number one. But if you're fighting number six, you go straight to six if you lose. If you won, you just maintain your position. And right. do you go down the same amount? Like, say you lose by decision versus knockout. Like, how does that really affect um, rankings? I really believe if, if you lose to somebody that is behind you, you, you basically just go back to that position. Okay. But sometimes you beat somebody that is below you and you don't move nothing ahead. You always, it's guaranteed going down. It's not guaranteed going forward. <laughs> so it works like a credit score. You go down real easy, but get that shit back up. That's a little hard. It's the same fucking shit. Like <laughs> you think, you think you're gonna go, like I thought Dominic Cruz was number eight, but a still former champion, longest champion ever. The biggest name in the Bantamweight division at some point, I knock him out in great fashion, I don't get nothing out of it. It was a risk for me. But that fight was offered to Pierre Jan, which is the number one guy in the division. Right. He declined the fight. They gave me the cruise fight. So that's why I feel if he goes and beat O'Malley in Abu Dhabi, they're going to make him pay for declining the fight, and they will give him the title shot. Oh, that would be awesome. Because... The UFC will make you pay. Well, you've never, you've never been knocked out. You've, you've got, you've had a few losses, but by decision, never, never yeah, by I'll, submission. Yeah, always by decision. Yeah. Thank you've... God they've been moving my head properly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, you gotta be sharp in there because that's what I, I honestly feel the reason I've been safe in there is because I'm always thinking that it's possible I can get fucked up, and that that makes me be alert. A lot of guys get a little cocky. They think, oh, that won't happen to me. Oh, this guy won't reach my face. Oh, I'm too fast. In MMA, that's not exist that. It's coming there's for you. Everything, every single minute of that fucking fight, there's a chance you can knock the fuck out. And if you get a little cocky, a little loose, you pay the price. But it's, it's cool to me because we had uh, your trainer in here, Jason, and uh, he's one badass dude. And... You know, some guys don't have a guy like him. I mean, that guy makes sure you get in shape, doesn't he? He's real. He keep it real. And I say this before, and I will say it again. I had the work ethic. I had the heart. I had the will. I had it all, right? I didn't have a guy like him before. That's why I was in that 
I was doing circles on that pool, not going anywhere. And I was, I knew it. In order to get what I want to get, I need him. And I've been contacting him since 2017. Like he, he posted a screenshot a couple months ago saying like, if I would only answer earlier, Right. It was it, it, it was it was Take up the phone, Jason. <laughs> I was, I, he would reply, he would be like, Yeah, sure, yeah, maybe one of these days, but I get it. He was busy. He was he got back then he had RDA, which he was close to fight for the bell. He got Michael Bisping, GFC champion, he got Chris Cyborg, GFC champion. You got two champions and a solid guy that is about to fight for the bell. You're not paying attention to the kid that is number fucking nothing. Right. But it's just asking you over and over. So I was just literally waiting for him to open the door to leave everything. Well, in 2017 too, you were 23, 22. I had like two fights in the UFC maybe, yeah. maybe three. No one's give a fuck. Yeah. Even today, no one, like, let's keep it real. No one give a fuck about anything. No. You're cool on Saturday night. Monday comes by, people forget. Who are you? Yeah. Yeah. So you just gotta keep on plugging away, keep doing it, you know, keep repeating it and eventually you get locked inside of night. And you know, Cheeto, that's real important. And for all you guys out there, especially young folks, um, tenacity is something that's really important. And you always got to, if you want something bad enough, you just got to keep, keep on keeping on and keep hitting it and keep going after it. That's what Cheeto's doing. You, you, you can take the feet out of the guy's pedal. Like a lot of people get comfy when they win. They, they, and then fame can also blur your eyes and your ears. And you, you start like, you start being too cool for your own, and you never, most people don't get recognized when they're doing the right thing. Most people get eyes on when they're fucked. And, yep. Mm -hmm. They fucked know, up, and boom, they're on you. You get too cool. You think you don't need to train that hard. You think you can tell your coach, fuck off. You think you're better than your teammates. You're going to get a big shed pie in your face soon, the sooner the later, because... It happens through the years. You can see through the years, guys get to the bell, win it, superstar. Three months later, they fucking lose a fight, cannot recover. But Cheeto, think about it. I mean, in all honesty, how long can somebody really stay on the top in this in this field? Because it's it's age and time and just there's always another young buck like yourself right. coming up. Um, I always say this. On your prime, don't fuck around. Right. Like, I don't know. If you get to the UFC at 20, 19, I got to the UFC at 20 years old. So I didn't really break through since like two years ago. Right. When I would actually like did something and maintain it and make your name and get to the top. I'm still climbing, I'm not in the top. But when you get to the top, you got to hold that position, you got to keep them. But it's just effort over time, discipline, consistency. I told myself, I'm gonna go hard as fuck until I'm 36, 37. That's like winning a bell and defending it and going hard. After that, when you're close to 40, you won't keep up with a 29 year old. No. I don't give, most fighters, the oldest ones are the ones that are always just like, oh, I feel like 10 years younger with this new training, with this new doctor, with this new physical, with this bullshit. <laughs> they just lie to yourself. Some of them can, like Glover, etc. It's an exception. There's a couple of exceptions out there, but it's still, it's not a young, it's not, it's not an old people's sport. Well, it, it's like there's not too many guys, and I don't care what sport you're in, who'd want to still get in a ring with a guy like Mike Tyson, right? Yeah. 
But that's that's one in a million, right? Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's true. So you just take take advantage of your prime and work hard on that time and don't fuck around. Like, I don't go out. I don't drink. I could. I have the opportunity. Like, right now, I can probably do whatever I want. I can go to LA, contact friends, and go crazy. Instead, you're working out. Instead of you're work hard and just keep the same work ethic. But it's so easy to take a bad decision. It's hard to say, like, I can't today. I got to wake up early tomorrow and train. Does, does it, uh, the family come into play with that? Like, I've got to... It definitely helps a lot. But when, when guys want to fuck up, there's nothing that's going to stop them from that. And that's the best thing coach does. He's not really seeing what you did in your private life. He's not asking you what you did the night before. He's not worried about you drinking or doing dumb shit. He told you. It shows up. If you go up, it's no luck. It's nothing. It's just you working hard. And I'm telling you how to do it. Right. If, I'm, if I'm here every day and trying to help you and you just keep going down, there's a reason for that. You can blame life, your parents, your neighbors, whoever the fuck you want. But it's on you to don't fuck up and go and get it. It's you being committed. Yeah. Committed to the game, you know? Is there anything else you're going to want to do? Any thoughts in your future? Let's say you're the king of the hill for the next seven or eight years, okay? What else are you going to do? Um, I want to surf a lot. I want to become a way better surfer than I am. 